Welcome back into another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. This is episode 60. I'm your host, Carter E. Joining me as always, uh, once again from the other side of a computer, is Jeff Mulvahill of InstaImage.com. Jeff, uh, when was the last time you saw it snow this much? I guess I know the statistic from Tahoe. <laughs> it hasn't snowed this much since 1995, but... When was the last time you think you've seen it snow this much uh, around the, the Carson City, Minden, Gardnerville area? <laughs> We've had days all along that were, but we don't normally get day after day and then more and then more. So this is the, the very first year we moved here. Um, I'm not particularly fond of snow. I grew up in it, had to shovel it as a kid, and I just, it's not my thing. So... The first year we moved here in 2000, the, the winter of 2005, so January 2005, it snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed. I was like, what did we do moving here? And we had to drive, I was driving up to the lake every day at that point. So I, I kind of had the luxury of not having to go out. Like today, I decided that oh, you and I are doing this remote. And so I'm not even going to have to drive in today. So. That's a good thing. Uh, I would guess that today would have been a snow day with school, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. Uh, not something I am too aware of. I mean, on Mondays, there isn't really a whole lot going on sports-wise anyways, so whether or not there's there's school or not for, for the kids, it's not not usually the first thing on my mind. Um, it's the very <laughs> you know. first thing on my mind every morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of a different situation there. Uh, nothing too crazy on this episode of, of the podcast. I will tease out that, uh, if you're listening to this before the NIAA meeting Wednesday, which you probably are, um, get your popcorn ready as the great, uh, Ocho Cinco once said, cause, uh, they might completely change football. (laughs) So that's, that's about the best tease I have for you. I've got more details than that, but to be honest, uh, I don't want to try to explain it because I think I'm gonna mess it up. Over Eventually, the- you're gonna have to. Uh, yeah, uh, come Wednesday <laughs> once once it's been laid out. Yes, I will. I will explain it. But for right now, I would just say, uh, yeah, get ready. It's it's there's gonna be fireworks, and uh, who needs five A and three A when you can just split it up into s- several different divisions? I guess. Um, I guess that's the best best way I can tease that but uh that's all the realignment talk we'll have for today i definitely am gonna touch touch mostly on the carson douglas basketball from friday where the tigers rolled to two wins um that being on the boys and the girls end of things the girls won 53 to 20 while the boys won uh 60 to 37 you know it was really just douglas from the jump um, in both games, I believe both Tiger teams got out to an 8-0 lead and never looked back after that. On the girls' side of things, Zora Simpson had 17 points in the first, or excuse me, 14 points in the first half, finished with 17 points um, in the win there for Douglas. They had quite a few other players with uh, with some decent performances, but, but Simpson really led the way for them. Um, and... Douglas just did a good job of moving the ball. Um, Mackenzie Main was able to have a couple of assists there. She uh, was ten, tended to be the main the main assister to uh, Simpson's buckets there. Eddie Dore had six points for for Douglas, Ashlyn Greefield, and Mackenzie Main, as I said, each had five. 
uh, they are they are rolling right now. That's three wins in a row for the Tiger girls there, and uh, convincing one at that over over the Senators who are still looking for their first win. Um, on on Carson's side, Lauren Finnerty led the way with twelve of their twenty points, but uh, you know still a very young Senator team trying to trying to figure it out and get that first win and. Douglas made made sure it wasn't coming on on their behalf. Uh, like I said, you jump out to those early leads, uh, and it, it can be start to feel pretty insurmountable, um, especially against uh, a rival where you know they're not taking their foot off the gas. Um, and that is that is something that uh, you don't really see Douglas do a whole lot anyway. But you know it's especially not coming against Carson and uh, <laughs> Jeff. I'm curious from from what you saw. Uh, I. Th- I think the only time I've seen Douglas boys basketball lose in that gym is the first year I was here when Carson and Douglas duked it out for the sixth seed. Um, that it's been a long be- time. I, 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 your memory is far better than mine. I don't I mean that I, I was, I was talking to Ian, the, the boys soccer coach and we were talking about Corey, uh, Corey Thacker, the head coach of the of the boys, he's been there a long time. Has a great brand. The kids, I I, I like watching them play. I mean, they play. I, I want to. If I was gonna give it a word, it would be fast, and I, I appreciate that. You know, move the ball fast, and okay, they scored a basket. Let's go, and uh, yeah, just get back on it and go do our thing. So it's it's fun to watch. It doesn't really matter what gym they're playing, and they go fast, and that's fun. And they also seem to really like shooting in Carson's gym. Uh, J.C. Reed was three for three to start the the night. He was the reason they were up 8-0. And uh, he continued from there. He finished with 22, finished 8 of 14 from the floor. Uh, sophomore Caden Thacker, who has just been really impressive this year, uh, as far as, you know, in my opinion, six and nine from the field. He finished with 16 points. Um, if I'm being honest, the biggest difference from like a quick glance on the box score and obviously – you know, we were there, so we saw it, but Douglas shot 40% from the field. Carson shot 21% from the field, and that'll do it, um, especially in a, in a rivalry game where Douglas gets out to a, a quick start, and <clears throat> the Tigers held held the Senators to single digits in three of the four quarters. Carson was able to put up 16 in the fourth quarter, but <clears throat> by that point, Douglas, you know, knew, knew that game was over, um, and... And that was that was all she wrote. I mean, they've done a great job of, like you said, they they do a great job of moving the ball, and then once they once they get going, they're hard to stop. Um, and they're not shy about defensively what their their game plan is. They're going to come out and they're going to trap you in the half court, um, especially around like I said, the half court line. If that doesn't work, they're going to funnel you into the two bigs down low who are just blocking machines right now. Uh, and Theo Reed and, and Jack Tolbert, and I didn't realize. I know Jack is huge because I, you know, I've seen that kid grow up. But Theo grew, and I didn't realize how. You know, you see somebody in there at the other end of the floor, and they're with their teammates. You don't realize how big they are, and then you see somebody that you think is big. I mean, DC is not a small kid. Uh, he's definitely the height on our team, and and uh, seeing Theo. And DC playing against each other, like wow! I really thought he was a bigger kid than that, but he's Theo's big, big guy. Yeah, and you're seeing, you know, I know 
DC uh, for for Carson has had to do a lot of uh, tip drill just to try to kind of get the ball to himself. But when you're you're giving up four to five inches to to Theo Reed, tip drill doesn't work so well because you got somebody who's who's longer <laughs> can get to that ball a little bit quicker than you can given given uh, his wingspan. I should ask him what he, how tall he is once he puts his hands up. <laughs> I imagine he he's not having to jump very high to to get to most rebounds coming off the glass. Um, he had ten boards, five blocks for Douglas, five of their ten. Uh, Jack Toller added two as well, and uh, you know Douglas is on the boys' side, kind of kind of rolling right now. They are uh, coming off a, a tough loss to Spanish Springs from from last week. But if you dis if you ignore that, they've you know won three of their last four, including a a win over Bishop Minogue, and they play Reno tomorrow in a rematch as we hit the the second half of league play, if you will, uh, Reno, they beat 54 52 in Minden. So that should be a very interesting one. Like I said, assuming they play tomorrow, uh, it should be a good game to keep track of. It'll be a good, uh, I guess it's not a litmus test at this point in the season, but a good indicator of where they may finish, uh, in the standings. And, uh, you know, I just said all that, and then I'm about to follow with something complete opposite. But the parody in Northern Five A is is still kind of wild this year, and uh, continuing to see it play out as uh, teams teams knock off teams that maybe were not uh, as expected to to be there. But you know, Douglas right now sitting in second place in Northern Five A at six and two. Obviously, Spanish Springs is yet to lose in league play. They look awfully impressive as usual. Uh, Reno and Bishop Minogue are one game behind the Tigers right now at five and three. Damani Ranch is four and four. This is all on the boys' side, just to be clear. McQueen at three and five. Reed and Carson are both two and six in that seven and eight spot. And then Galena is one and seven at the moment there. But, you know, we go into the second half of the, uh, the league slate, and, you know, Carson sits only one game out of. Uh, a playoff spot at the moment. And I don't see any reason why they can't make up that ground. I mean, I know obviously other teams are going to be fighting for it too, but it's a team that if you catch them on the right night, they're scary. And they've shown that with wins over Damani ranch this year. Um, and some of their other wins wins there. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that continues to play out. Of course, Carson, turns around on Tuesday and they will take on Bishop Minogue at home again, uh, pending weather. Um, as I watch it, it's just snowful. dump snow continue outside. Um, I've never seen snow stick to trees quite like it is yeah. right now. It's, it's kind of remarkable. Um, on the girls side of things, of course, you know, you can, can kind of, uh, take it the same way, given that the schedules tend to align pretty easily there. the, Douglas girls are currently tied for fourth in the North. They have played one less game than McQueen, who's currently in third at five and three. Reno is seven and zero. Bishop Minogue is seven and one, with that one loss coming to Reno. Uh, like I said, the Lancers and McQueen five and three, and then Reed and Douglas sitting there at four and three as well. Spanish Springs currently holding down the sixth spot at three and four. And then you got Damani at two and six, Galena one and seven, and Carson. Now 0-7 there. So we'll see how the second half goes for, for the girls. But, I get, you know, Douglas is looking like they're in prime playoff positions in both sides. And, I mean, you saw what happened last year. You get Douglas into the tournament, and 
it's a whole new ball game as far as that's concerned. And I know that's a cliche up and down the up and down the board, but we'll see once things get going because uh, this is this is now when when hoops get really exciting around here and uh, there'll continue to be a lot to talk about. Um, unfortunately, Wednesday's not going to be not going to be about basketball. But uh, if we have games Tuesday, you'll see see some stuff online from from those games uh, as well. But Jeff, I'm curious what you're most looking forward to, assuming, you know, we're all able to get out of the house anytime soon. What are you kind of looking, looking at through wrapping up the, the end of this winter season? Obviously I know we still have, you know, four to five weeks left, but uh, anything in particular you're, you're watching out for as we hit the, the second half of the winter sports season. I think everybody kind of tries to have things fine tuned by now and um, had an interesting conversation with the coach about video and, and how they approach watching video and the first half of the season, they watch more of the other team than the second half of the season. They start to kind of analyze what they did against the team and, and thought that was an interesting approach. Um, I'm, I'm not coached at a level that had uh, video work before. Obviously I played at a level where I had video, but it was not such a thing back then. Um, cause it's been a few years. <clears throat> but I think seeing the teams kind of fine tune what they did and what they have. Um, I'm very curious to see if anybody can beat on the boys side, if anybody can beat Spanish Springs, particularly at home. I'm very intrigued by their floor um, with it being longer, bigger. Mm-hmm. And does that have an effect on, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I didn't go to the Spanish Springs Douglas game. No, Ron did. And uh, Spanish Springs just ran him out of the gym, basically. Um, but that happens every year. There seems to be one game that Spanish Springs just blows somebody out, and it's like, whoa, where'd that come from? And I'm really curious about that. Um, have they said where regionals are going to be this year? You know, you're putting me on the spot here. I can look it up here pretty quickly. That, uh, it used to kind of bounce back and forth between Carson wanted to do it and Spanish Springs wanted to do it, you know, because it, it, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of work. So, you know, the, the schools that were willing to and, and put the volunteers forth to actually make it happen. And I was always curious about the Spanish Springs ones because I, you know, I watched the floor and watched people get fatigued. And, and uh, you know, you don't think about those kinds of things in basketball, but by the fourth quarter when you've run an extra X number of feet because of just physically the floor is bigger. That's always intrigued me if that had some effect. Um, yeah, you know, that's a conversation I've had with people before when Spanish Springs hosted regionals uh, two years ago, and it is back there this year from checking the NIAA website. Of course, uh, your higher seeds will play at home until the finals. It's that that final regional final that will be at Spanish Springs. And yeah, it's a, it's an interesting point to, you know, a lot of the high school gym floors around here, 86 feet, and then you get to Spanish Springs and it's 94. And you, you, you think eight feet's not a lot, but you start running that back and forth over and over and over again. And I'm sure, sure you feel it. At least I know I would, I know I'm not <laughs> in any shape compared to any of these high school kids, but um, it, it certainly makes a difference. And it's, it's interesting that, they allow all these schools to play on different floors. Cause I believe, believe Carson's 90 feet. 
So, like, there's an in-between, too. It's not like you're 86 or full NBA court. See, being uh, a but soccer, 94 feet is, is a full, full-size full floor. Being a soccer guy, this is normal to me because everybody's field's a different size, and that's completely allowable. <laughs> so, it's, it's sometimes and, yeah, an advantage. Yeah, so, absolutely. Even and a, you see it in other sports, too. Even a small field is an advantage. I mean, we At San Jose State, we played in, this, in Spartan Stadium, and that field was tiny. And the wall was right next to the field. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's your perception, what you're used to on your own court. And then you go somewhere else and it feels different. You don't know why that could be it. Yeah. Switching over to uh, wrestling real quickly. I know Douglas was on the road last week, but Carson had senior night. Jeff and I were both there for that. They took on uh, Minogue and Reed. Minogue only had four wrestlers available. So, a uh, 78-0 win for Carson. Obviously, when you get you know ten open slots, um, you know it's not it's not a matter of win or losing the duel. It's it's what you're looking for in those individual matches. Uh, of course, against Reed, they won 42-36. I believe was the final there. They got two big pins from their uh, two fifteen and heavyweight uh, Darren Ray and Dominic Porter. Could see the emotion on Dominic Porter yeah. after he picked up that pin. He knew it awesome. he knew it was a big one. He knew he knew what was what was uh, being asked of him. I guess going into that match, and clearly it was on his mind. And he put his foot behind his opponent and kind of just ran him over his leg. And that was all she wrote there as uh, he picked up a pin there. And you know they got got a lot of good performances on on senior night there. Four seniors for uh, the Senators who will call this their their final year. Uh, Amber Perkins and Ella Olson on the girl side, and then Zach Reamer and John Barnes hurt on the boy side. Uh, Zach Reamer had a nice switch in his match. He was kind of scooting towards the edge, maybe had uh, lulled his opponent into thinking he was just going to, you know, try to slide out of bounds and reset things and uh, put the switch on him. And, you know, he's speaking of long, lanky (laughs) athletes. He is, he is no exception there. He's got to be six, five, and uh, he was able to able to pull a nice switch and turned it into a pin. And it was it was a big big pin. I mean, when you win by six points, that's that's one match. So uh, Carson now sits at two and two in their dual record. Head coach Nick Redwine doesn't think they're, they'll get a dual title. Um, you know, as a league title, whoever's got the best dual uh, record, which will likely be Spanish Springs. Speaking of the Cougar, yeah, the, the Cougars there, but. Uh, a good a good performance on senior night for for the senators. It's a it's a young team, but obviously they got some some pretty impactful seniors who, if I'm not mistaken, have all been with the program since fresh as a since they were freshmen, other than L. Olson. So, uh, you know, impactful impactful group there. But uh, it was it was a it was a fun environment for for senior night and. Uh, you know, it's it's cool that Carson's breaking out all this this new equipment. They got a new wrestling mat. We got a new scoreboard. Uh, yeah, they got new new padding in the on the the ends of the the gym. So uh, a a lot to like at at Carson High's gym recently, and uh, a lot of stuff happening there. Regional, Otherwise, regional I, wrestling is at at least that's what somebody told me is happening at Carson this year. You keep putting me on the spot with it. these things. I don't know ahead of time. <clears throat> it's okay. I can look this up really quickly here. Uh, if I'm 
going to guess it is at Carson. Look at that. Yep, in the the 5A side of things. Um, of course, that state meet is going to be out at Winnemucca. Um, and girls regional wrestling will be at McQueen, it looks like, here at the end of January. So that's coming actually quicker than I thought. Um, but definitely something to keep an eye out for coverage-wise. Again, you can find all of those Stories online at nevadapeel.com backslash news backslash sports, uh, recordcourier.com backslash news backslash sports as well uh, for you Douglas folks. Otherwise, Jeff, I think that's going to do it for episode 60. Uh, just hope everybody's staying warm, staying safe, and uh, make sure to scrape the snow off the top of your car before you go driving anywhere. I see <laughs> way too many people driving around with two feet of snow on the top of their car, and I just want to ask them what happens when they hit the brakes a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Their windshield wipers are not cleaning that off. No, no. And people are doing it going 60 miles an hour. <laughs> Come on. Wake up. Anyways, that's going to do it for episode 60. Thank you, of course, to our title sponsor, as always, Double J Auto in Gardnerville. You can check them out online at doublejautoinv.com. Thanks to my producer, Jeff Mulvihill. As always, you can find his work at www.instaimage.com as well. And we'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Take it easy.